Today on The Breakdown, you remember that story of the little train that could chugga, 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 going up that, that hill, and it just kept telling itself, I think I can't, I think I can't, chugga, 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 chugga. Well, we have the poker equivalent of that right now, because Big Bill Klein, billionaire, philanthropist, <laughs> hard to say that word sometimes, philanthropist, um, all around nice guy, skinny, Bill Klein. He is going to play a pot in the Hustler Casino Live cash game. It's a 100, 200, 400 game. And he's going to be up against Brian Kim. And this is one of those hands where we just got a deluge of suggestions instantly as soon as it came out, which is not that common anymore. But holy moly, people want us to do this hand. I want us to do this hand. I'm excited to talk about this hand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone's tweeting about it. People have opinions on it, you know. I'm expecting Tucker Carlson to do a segment on it at some point. It's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, any hoots? <laughs> I guess we should get to it. I don't know. All right. On the breakdown with Great Dustin, Jonathan Levy. Hey. Yeah, I don't think... As you suggested, I don't believe this is going to penetrate the layman media the way the last big hustler casino thing did. You say that now, but wait. For what? Wait. For Bill Klein to be revealed as as like the overlord of the entire universe. You think if that happened, maybe we'd talk about that hand a little bit more? Yeah, we might. It might make the Today Show, you prick. Yeah. You sanctimonious son of a bitch. Hustler is so desperate for more hands like this to happen. Mm. They're like, more flashy hands, please. Forget about the thing. Yeah. Will you guys forget about the thing now? We did another hand. It's The thing is over. They Don't. are. Um, they're still just going. They're just going like everything's just normal. That's what they're doing. Much to the chagrin of Matt Berkey and those of his ilk. I imagine so. I would hope so. Um, I saw a thing where someone was tweeting about to Ryan Feldman about like, Ryan, you know, what the hell? Why do you play on this stream? It seems really, you know, bad integrity. And Ryan's response was, LOL, I haven't played for months. Um, which, uh, first of all, not, not a really great answer. Second of all, Nick Vertucci is still playing on the stream yep. as of now. So like, what the fuck, man? Like, you would think once this all happened, just to avoid the appearance of any impropriety, that Vertucci would stop playing on the stream. That is not how it's gone. No, it's, it is not, which is, is just an odd thing to do. I mean, in a way, that makes me think he's likely... I mean, I never thought Vertuji was involved, but it like mm. kind of absolves him entirely in my mind that he continues to play and still just do the slightly unethical thing of playing in the lineups that he sets and making everybody else put action in and he doesn't have to, instead of thinking like, oh, maybe he's in on like knowing what the cards are. I, I, oh. I, never, I would never think that. Oh, I, he, never, I never thought I never thought it before, that. but if he keeps doing the unethical playing on the stream that he was already doing after this whole thing went down, that makes it less likely that he's doing any further cheating. Right. No, I think what it says, though, is a, a real lack of security or sense of security around the sure. show in general, that they wouldn't even understand that that's a problematic thing from the get-go. And then after all this happens, to continue doing it. And for Ryan's response to be like, well, I haven't played in months, instead of like, right, either like neither of us should be playing or both of us can play. And like saying I haven't played isn't an answer. You know what I mean? Like it says a lot to me how, about where they're coming from. That's how they don't see this is so strange to me. I guess it doesn't matter to the general public. But like right. when we started poker time years ago, we were clear and certain that you and I would never play on the stream because we wouldn't want to ever have anybody think that if we did well, that it was because of some sort yeah. of impropriety. Think about the games that have played on poker time over the last five or six years and how much money we would be up right now if we got to if one of us played in every single poker. time. Yeah. Like, I don't know the amount, 
but it would be a reasonable amount of money we'd be up, right? Yeah, I mean, I think like so. those games were absolutely outrageously incredible. And by the way, if we were Nick Vertucciing it, or by the way, apparently Garrett Adelsteining it, I'm apparently yeah. um, we could be like, and I don't want this good player playing, and I don't want that good yeah. player playing because we would have, we do have control over that kind of stuff. Now we we've ceded control of that. We no Stewart or Wonka in our exactly, games, right? Yeah. Um, like we we always were ne- we were never the guys who arranged that. Like our co our partner has always been arranging all the lineups forever anyway. But like if we were playing in the game, I have a feeling we would probably not that we would, but we there's a temptation, right? To be like, well, geez, I don't want to play tonight if all those guys are fucking. Yeah, playing. like choose which lineup you yeah, play. Yeah, but oh, these guys are playing great, you know. And or you could I could see how easy it'd be to say, like, hey, invite these six guys first, yeah. at least, you know. So we just avoided all of that. And we had many requests, yeah. especially early on by the oh, pl- yeah. by even the players in the game. Like, yes. why don't you guys play with us? Like, Everyone always wants us to yeah. play, basically. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean, players don't have to ask us anymore. They always try and get us to play afterward, I think. But yeah. It's, it's a so, I'm so tired <laughs> <laughs> when it's over. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, so anyway, just the, that's just the deal, though. If you want to be on this side of it, you have to be on the side of it, yeah. I think. And Go I'm, play in a different stream. I don't understand why... I mean, I do understand why Nick Vertucci plays. He plays because it's an incredible money-making opportunity, and it also builds his brand, which, you know, now he has the Nick Vertucci show with Veronica Brill, which is a podcast and a video, and, I mean, I don't even know what... I don't know why that exists, but okay. Because he's trying to build a brand around poker, where he's trying to pivot away from real estate guy who did, like, the really creepy flyers (laughs) that were like, you could be the next Nick Vertucci millionaire. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Yep. It's yeah. bad stuff, man. It's it's, it's shady. It is definitely. It's all a little. There's bit shady. there is a shade that there's that no question. It's never gonna be a full blast of sun on the hustler casino live game until there's a changing of the guard. At it's this true. Point. It's, it's just the way it is. And I don't know anything about Ryan Feldman, but that he continues to associate with Nick Fertucci in this way does cast a little bit of a shadow on him too. There's no way around it. Right. Like he's allowed these things to happen to the degree that he's allowed them to happen. And I think that's. I mean, I always thought it was weird that he played on. Live at the bike, even. Not that I think there was anything, you know, potentially there were weird stuff, but I could, maybe he was even filling in at times. I don't know. But, like, he played a reasonable amount. And I remember that the thing with Armenian Mike way back in the day. Yeah. Where, like, Armenian Mike moves in, Ryan calls. So I was just kidding. And then says, I was just kidding. And Ryan doesn't know what to do because his job is to get the whales to come to play. He doesn't want to be the guy who comes down hard. But that's, like, $120,000. That's his money that... Armenian Mike is trying to take back, and he needs... Eventually, he, he does get paid, of course. I thought it was just $10,000. No, Armenian Mike moves a whole... Okay. No, he's got a, he's got a whole rack in front of him. I see. And he says, I thought oh, it was a rack it. that equaled $10,000. I think it was a lot more than that. I guess I don't remember. Maybe, maybe I'm getting the denominations mixed up because I've seen... Everyone's playing so much bigger now. I think, yeah, what, I think whatever it, was, it is, I think it was a rack, of, a rack of hundreds. What, whatever it is, it yeah. doesn't matter, right? It's, um, the point is, like, he felt... That there's any question there that he doesn't know what to do is says that there's a problem with um, a little bit of a problem with the, the game, right? Yeah, like that should never come this up. This is why proprietors should not play on their own streams. Yeah, it's just a simple rule. To, Very basic. should be followed. Very basic, and they shouldn't be putting anyone into the streams either, or anything like. That. They should have no financial interest in any way in how 100%. the game turns out. One hundred percent agree with and that. Yeah, it's weird that I mean they pretend not to get it. Of course they get it, but when as um I th- I don't remember which smart man said this. Some very smart person said. Uh, even the simplest concepts, a very smart man will not understand if their salary depends on them not understanding it. I never heard that. Yeah. And like, that seems to be the case here with this. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. It's just like, I, I would like to think that you and I have extremely high integrity when it comes to poker and gambling in general. Like, mm-hmm. 
we would never consider cheating in any way. It would just be against no. our nature. Right. And, and even, even in times in the past where it's like not even cheating, but like getting a bit of an advantage, we've tried to avoid that yeah. in all cases. I tell people every time I can see their cards. Yeah. And it just like, it just sucks that, that poker is so rife with like, just the idea that Vertucci can do this. Like, I know this isn't cheating, but like to, to set your lineup and make it so everybody has to give action and you don't, like, that's just not right, man. Like, it just feels so wrong. I wish more people had more integrity about this type I of mean, stuff. I the, mean, the, the fact is, though, he's not, like, hiding that he's doing it, Of course. Really. No, I know. Why do the players even play with him? I don't understand why anyone even agree to play in that, on that stream, but they all want to and they all do. So, like, after it's, the... Well, Jesus it's not like he's a crusher, so it's not... But the point is, if that's happening, there could be lots of things you don't know that are yeah. happening also, right? Like, it's... It, like you know, it's this is the dollar bill we we caught him stealing out of the till. We don't know about all the dollar bills he's not, we haven't seen. We haven't caught him stealing. You know, well, like, it's I mean, just you don't know how far the shade goes. Yeah, I mean, it could just be this, but this of course is, it could. This is enough to make me think. Like, why does the biggest live stream in the world have to have this this type of integrity issue? It seems crazy. They are, they do such a good job on so many levels and have still fucked this up in a lot of ways. And I I agree with you. Until there's a change in the guard, there's no way they can really cleanse themselves of this. Now, I don't know that it hurts them. I think their viewership is probably still pretty good, if not great. And we still, like, we're doing a hand from them right now. And, like, we like that they're... I mean, they, they have great poker content. They absolutely do. But... I mean, I miss the... It makes me miss the days of old-school high-stakes poker. I know it wasn't a yeah. live stream, but, like, those tables were, like, seven of the best players in the world and two whales. Yep. You know? And that's... Know. That was great. I mean, PokerGo does versions of that, at least. Yeah. Right? Um, but it's not on all the time, and we can't do videos of it. No, <laughs> damn can't. it, poker go. And we might not be able to do hustler videos for very long. We keep, well, I know, we keep doing these rants. But well, hopefully, hopefully they don't. You know, but that's how much we actually us, do care about. We that's how much we do actually care about game integrity. Yeah, like without that foundation, there is no game. There shouldn't right. be a game of poker if there's no foundation of integrity, which you know we're very serious about. Yeah, which it just sucks that that people who are high up in the industry don't feel that way. And, you know, it's, they're playing for, like, lots of money. Yeah. It isn't like it's a small game. These are big games. Yeah. So it, it's problematic. I mean, will Garrett Adelstein ever play on Hustler again? I don't know. Will he ever play on a stream again? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That guy, at least up until the moment, was, a, uh, was like the vanguard, mm-hmm. the pinnacle of, like, you know, the classy, pro, friendly... Never take out anything on anyone. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of been broken by this. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really mind any of the things he did around the cheating hand, but I did mind learning that he gets to, like, veto players in the lineup. I have a real problem with that. I don't like that. I also don't love, and this is is small-time stuff, but, like, uh, just some of the way he would talk about the the Jack forehand, where he said it was, he would say it was definitely cheating instead of like he believed it was cheating. Yeah, this he, is just syntax stuff. Yeah, but semantics. I, I agree though. But I didn't love that, and um, and I mentioned this previously, and the report that supposedly is coming out that his investigators are doing, some of it was just factually incorrect, like where it said that Rip got up in the middle of a hand when he, I watched the hand and he did not get up. He got up when the hand was over. And like, they're using that as him getting up as evidence that there's cheating going on. It's like, that's not what happened. So that's not evidence, but they're writing it in their report as if it is. That's weird to me and odd when their video evidence is very strange. They like have a clip. They're like, there's a link so you can watch the hand. So I clicked it, clicked it and watched it. And I was like, that's not what happened. What you say happened. What the hell? It's very weird. Hmm. So, that kind of stuff, like you lose a few points, even though overall I still am like on his side with all this. Yeah, 
I am too, but I mean the in I think the poker guy's mind, the biggest winner in all of this is Matt Berkey. He I think yes. he he proved to me that he's like a true integrity guy. Yep. You know, like and every criticism we've ever had of Matt Berkey has not been about his integrity ever Never, in the history. It's always not. been the mostly Jonathan really yep. didn't like his play and I mostly agreed. And then, with certain hands, and then how he reacted to us not liking his play. That was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we, but like to show that he cares enough to like put himself out there and, and risk reputational harm just because he cares about the integrity of the game. That I have a lot of respect for that. Me too. So I, I want to call that out yet again because yep. you know we've had plenty of of tiffs with Berkey in the past, and I want to like give him pr- props for this one. There was a cool thing that happened too, where Vertucci, um, like tweeted something about like that he had some like dirt on Matt Berkey and so they he better like back down and Berkey's response was essentially like the only thing I'm going to back down on is like to never stop you know caring about the yeah. integrity of this stuff and calling you out for this and I, I was like that is the answer like that's exactly how you should respond right. here I, I appreciated that you know so yeah I agree I think he's come out the best of everyone yeah nice job Matt Berkey yeah hey nice job to all of the suggestors of this hand which is a hustler casino live hand but, hey, you know, hey we're, we're, we're still gonna do them there's I no mean. questions of integrity in this hand as of the, that I'm aware of yeah um, so this was suggested by Ruthino seems to suggest everything that we do yeah uh, let me win one Chris, sure. Chris Jones also seems to suggest everything that we do Jay Wrecker an old school poker guy very old school maybe definitely in the running for person who's been a fan for the longest hmm. who's still a fan you know maybe yeah, that's, that's pretty strong. Testart's been around for a long time, too. Yeah, uh, that's true. Testart has definitely been around for about that amount of time as well. Ovi Kenobi. Yep. T-Bone, yeah. which, you know, you don't, don't fuck with T-Bone. <laughs> I don't. That's all I'll say. I don't. Stuart Young from Poker Time. He and takes the time out of his busy day playing Poker Time to suggest a hand. And day six of the main event of the World Series of Poker. Yeah, but not day seven. Nope. Just day six. Nice job, I guess. I mean, the six figures? I don't think so, Stuart. Yeah. Sorry, so, buddy. Know, it's not that good a story. <laughs> it's actually pretty boring. Can we stop <laughs> talking about it? And Ben, just simple Ben. Ben, simple Ben. It's like simple Ricks. <laughs> yeah, you know simple Ricks. Yeah, I know. It's the best episode. Um, so yeah, that's right. I said it and I meant it. Okay. Best episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Some people know what I'm talking about, but a lot don't, and we should move on. Okay, let's talk about the poker hand. Okay. We've got the billionaire, Bill Klein, donates all of his poker winnings to charity. Does he still do that? Well, I don't know. I he just did for a long remember time. Remember that. He I might mean, still do it. I guess the market's been a little rough this year. Maybe maybe not. I mean, you could do it for like a while, but if you do it literally for every time you play and you're playing these big buy-in events, at some point, you know, I mean, it just starts to catch up. I mean, I have no idea how much money Bill yeah, Klein actually has, but let's assume he has $10 billion well, then for, I guess for he, the sake of this argument. He could donate $20 million to charity, no, yeah. and it's no big deal. Yeah. Wouldn't he also do it if he lost? He would donate the amount that he yeah, lost yeah. to charity, so it's just like a crazy... He's probably really, really rich. He's got to be so rich to do that. It's, it's cool. I mean, he's probably making enough money every hour to cover all of his losses that hour in poker if he's playing the I, highest stakes in the I world. Mean, no one's making a million dollars an hour. Is Bezos not making a million dollars now? Come on. Well, okay. He's but Bill Klein's not winning or losing a million dollars in an hour, usually. Okay. But you didn't even know that Bezos wasn't making a million dollars an hour, so you, I'm not, you I'm have not no sure. credibility. I'm <laughs> not sure what he's making. It could be. No. No, no way. So the small potatoes blinds for Bill Klein here are 100, 200, and 400. Boring for Bill. Yeah. Bill's like, peanut butter and jelly, that's more interesting than these blinds. Right, because I have a nut allergy. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, 100, 200, 400. Brian Kim made a deep run in the main event this year, went through to day seven, got like 30-somethingth place, something like that. I don't know, something like that. You mentioned he played one hand that was, you know, it didn't look great, 
on TV where he had uh, queens and he got five bet by the crazy guy with ace five suited and then he folded on the ten high flop. It's it's such a shitty spot because like yeah. you're like if I fold these queens they're gonna make fun of me if I call and fold the flop they're gonna make fun of me if I call and call the all in on the flop and the guy has aces they're gonna make fun of me like there's no real good spot here his Brian Kim's total live earnings yeah he's he's must be a cash pro this is not the same Brian Kim sorry I'm looking at the wrong Brian Kim okay okay good good yeah, to I know feel, I feel better about myself I do already. think he is I found him a cash pro most likely because it's not like he made enough money to all of a sudden be buying in for six figures in cash games. You know, his best live cash was this. Oh, no, no. Actually, he finished fourth in um, in a WPT very recently for $377,000. That's his best live cash. His overall Hendon is $782K, meaning he's been around for a long time. I think he's just a big time cash pro. Maybe online, maybe not, but I think he's a big time cash. Yeah, pro. I think he's good. Uh, is my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any hands of his really, except for that World Series hand in this hand. But I'm guessing he's good. Yeah, he finished 22nd in this year's main event, and that and the WPT are 700,000 of his 782,000 dollars. Yeah, he's just stuff. a cash game guy. So in this cash game, yes, he's got two kings. Good start. Uh, and oh, I didn't write down his position. That would be good to know, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's early-ish, right? He is in the cutoff. Okay, but there is a straddle, so that's like early-ish position sort of i guess no uh, no it's not it's it's know. middle it'd be it's middle, middle. he's in the and mid- that's only pre-flop because obviously middle is early cut off is good for um the rest of it yeah middle is early-ish and early is early so he's in he's he's middle is the new early yeah um people loved saying under the grun is a new button like I remember 10 that. years ago everybody I remember loved that. saying that i don't know, really know why oh, i know what it meant it meant that like the hands you were raising from under the gun to steal the blind from from the button to steal the blinds with People were starting to open from under the gun because their range was seen as so much stronger. They could successfully steal ah. better. So they were stealing like crazy from under the gun or trying to anyway. But then you have to get through eight of their players. Yeah, so eventually the, fundamentals, doing the fundamentals that. of that don't really work yeah, out yeah. because, you know, there's actual hands yeah. behind you. Uh, anyway, Brian Kim is in the cutoff. He's got two kings, king of hearts, king of clubs. He's going to open to 1K. Yeah. Bill Klein with a nut allergy and not a care in the world <laughs> as a... Uh, He's in the straddle. He's got 400 in front of him that he's put out for the pot. He's got 345K, Ace of Clubs, King of Spades. He's, so he's a massive big stack. Yeah. This is mostly a three bet when you're this deep, right? Mostly it is. I think it's cool once in a while to call with it, though. I'm pretty down with calling with it sometimes. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you're closing the action especially. I oh, think yeah, it's yeah. a little yeah. different if you're not. Agree. If you're not closing the action, you should, you should almost always be three betting for sure. Almost always. But um, closing the action, I think we should we should sometimes call with you know the very top of our range closing the action at least once in a while to protect our our calling range here, right? Just a little bit. Yep, that's what Bill does. He calls. So we have got kings against ace king and only one raise preflop. Sadness for mm-hmm. all of the hustler casino fans out there who want to see them big pots. Yeah, bad for Brian. Could have gotten more money in right now as a big favorite. But guess what? What things are gonna pop off, yo? Yo, twenty five hundred in the pot. Okay. Ten of spades, five of hearts, four of hearts. Bill checks. Hmm? This is kind of a neutral board, maybe slightly favors Bill's range. What do you think? Um, maybe the slightest bit, but um, not enough to to stop Brian from betting. Right? I mean, we have one of the best hands in our in our range, right? We have we have like the we have very 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 good hand, and I think we should be betting this for sure. Brian sizes it bigger than you'd expect in a heads up pot on the flop, maybe because it's a slightly wet board yeah. and it slightly favors Bill. I uh, bet sixteen hundred and twenty-five. I think that's exactly why he does. He's like, that's a board that Bill's going to call more often on. It's better for him. Yeah, I bet more. 
Should Bill call? He's got Ace King, no no heart. Yeah, he's got to call once. Doesn't it's he? a it's a pretty dry flop. He's got two back doors, two back door straights to be clear, but two back doors. They're not great back doors because, as you like to point out, these are the kinds where we can only turn a gut shot. We can't yeah. turn better. But still, if we turn a Jack Queen Ace King, those are all pretty good turns for us. And a Deuce and a Three aren't that bad either. We just have to call once when we're this deep, don't we? Yeah, I guess. It doesn't feel good, but I mean, yeah. we, think about all the hands we're folding. Like we're folding so many hands, right? Yeah. This is just like we're winning a lot right now, and it's going to go check check after this. Like so often, right? Like we a have, lot of give ups. Yeah, we have a lot of calls too, though, on this board. Yeah, I mean, some calls, sure, but we I have mean, a lot of like. You'd rather have King Jack of Hearts than this hand, right? Or not, not of Hearts. <laughs> King Jack with the King of Hearts than this hand. I um, would you? Why? We're blocking the flush draw you can, now. You can turn open-ended, and, oh, that's true. and you have the heart for the back door. Yeah, you, you turn better draws when you turn them. That's yeah. true. That is fair. But we actually have the best hand a lot now, right yeah. now, which King Jack is like much less of the time do we have the best hand. We yeah. still have it, but much less of the time. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I think you could actually fold for this size, and it would yeah. be fine. But, yeah. but I don't think it, like dis- our distribution demands a call here or anything. I, I don't disagree. I mean, the fact that we're crazy, crazy, crazy deep with Brian Kim here, because Brian has, what, almost 350 blinds to st- or 350 straddles to start yeah. the hand, makes you want to call a little bit more. But that also could get us in more trouble. Of course. An ace could really be a bad card for us and could end up losing a lot of money. I just feel like our MDF isn't, strong, isn't high enough if we're not calling here. Our MDF, of course, minimum defense frequency. Like I just I, think we just have to keep ace king in that. I'm not going to get in the lab and figure that out, but I think it would be totally fine to fold. But okay. it's also fine to call. Yep. I think raising would be kind of a weird button-clicky type play. Okay. You agree with that? I mean, it, it would be very odd when we have the best hand enough of the time to yeah. call. So Bill calls. Yeah. Because he wants us to have fun as the viewer. Yeah. That's what he's all about. Charity and making the viewers happy. Do you think when Bill Klein puts in a lot of money at any point in this hand or any other hand, he's thinking like, and if I lose, I have to double it because I got to give it away. And if I win, I just have to give it away anyway. You think he thinks like that? No, because otherwise he <laughs> wouldn't do it. Huh. I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe he's just like, you know, YOLO, baby. Let me have a peanut. Let's go. I might die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe Maybe Bill Klein has, like, no money at all. Can, we get, can we get Bill Klein nut allergy trending on Twitter? That's the question. I, I think we can. <laughs> it's, it's a goal. It's a goal. It's good to have goals, you yeah. know, as, as we go through life. Okay. Uh, as you go through life, nitro betting is a place that you should set your goals. Like, I'm going to win this sports bet. Bitch. I'm going to drive a car and not die. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nitro betting goal. <laughs> Should that's, be that's a goal I have every day that I get in a car. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm driving it at least. Um, so yeah, nitro betting. Don't die in a car crash, <laughs> but also enjoy these promotions. Yes. You know, they, if you use the link in the description of this podcast, when you sign up, you get access to a lot of cool Poker Guys promotions, including our monthly tournament and a lot of free roll type stuff. We did a free roll NFL survivor pool with real money. I think that's probably concluded it by is. now. Wonka won it, actually. Really? Yes, he did. Good for him. Uh, he was very happy. So he, he won about a thousand bucks? Give or take. Yeah, actually a little more um, yeah. as of the price of Bitcoin right now. Yeah. He's yeah. very happy about it. That is wacky that Wonka won it, yeah. uh, of all people. He had to work really hard to get in there, too. He had some struggles like signing up and stuff like that. I had to help him and like talk to him a little bit. But he like stuck with it. Signed himself up and now is the proud winner of, you know, 50 millibits or whatever. Well, that's pretty sweet for yeah. him. And it could be for you in the future. You know, like if you use the link, you just get to do that for free. Yep. And then there's a prize like that at the end. 
that's enough reason alone to sign up for Nitro Betting using our link. Of course, they have other promotions, and as I mentioned, the monthly tournament. Just get in there. Just get in there. Just get in there. Put it in. <laughs> Why did you do that? I don't know. I'm sorry. You're... I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that. I can't believe we're not we're not getting rid of it. <laughs> or keep, or keep... <laughs> That may be the best moment in the history of this show. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I don't think we both laughed that hard at the same time yeah. in a very long time yeah. on this show. Like we usually we're laughing, and usually one of us is laughing a lot. Sometimes I lose it. Although it's been a while since I've even lost it. You know, I can't, like, <laughs> Nitro betting so. loves it. <laughs> the Nitro betting guy. I thought we were done with it. Oh. oh, that was the end of it. That's how we ended it. So it is oh, actually your birthday today. Yeah. Did you did you treat yourself to a little pornography before I came over? I didn't know. Why does it have to be about porno when I just when imagine I that? that's what you're quoting? Why? Why? <laughs> it doesn't have to be like that at all. It could be like putting putting the casserole you, in, the, you really, in the oven. Put you, it in. Do you really want to unpack this? No. I yeah. do not. <laughs> I choose not to unpack this. Yeah. I choose not to. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> it it was to be clear, it was just all tone of voice, right? I could have said put it in differently, it would have been okay. Are you still unpacking it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the people who don't listen to the ads really cost themselves this time. Yeah, they did. They really fucked. Oh up. man, you are gonna get some shit for this next time you go to the local poker club. I think. Oh, I hope I, so. I bet you are. That'd be great. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Woo. Somehow we're gonna. Gather ourselves and get back to the hand. The things that happen. <laughs> so there's been a bet and a call on the flop of the ten of spades, five of hearts, four of hearts. Bill Klein check called the ace king. No hearts. Yeah. Um, no backdoor flush draws of any kind. Brian Kim has two kings with the king of hearts. Riding high. Turn pairs the five. Five of diamonds. Yeah. Uh, technically a bad card for Brian's range and a good card for Bill's range. Yeah. Absolutely. Bill could lead here if he wanted to, just to deny equity and, and the like, and maybe even sometimes fold out a slightly better hand, although I don't think we're actually folding out any better hands, right? I like I leading that. in this scenario a fair amount of the time yeah. as Bill, but not with this hand. Yeah, I'd rather I do agree. it with like the Queen Jack or King Jack with one heart type hands, where we don't have as much showdown value. That's a great point. And again, I don't know that we're even folding out like two sixes here if we lead, right? Yeah. I think we're probably getting called because the board is wet enough. Like... Grand sixes block six, seven, but they don't block hearts unless... I guess two sixes with the six of hearts may be fine to fold, right? Yeah. But, like, most things are probably calling that we're beating. Sorry, that we're, that we're losing to. So, yeah. So there's not a lot of value here except... Yeah, so I guess, I guess it's not a good lead. So Bill right. doesn't. He checks. Okay. Is this card scary enough and Bill advantage enough for Brian to check back kings? This is an interesting spot. So the board was pretty wet, right? Yeah. Do we just want to give Bill a free card here? With all of the gut shots and heart draws in the world that he has, you mean? I mean, Grant, sometimes he has a five, but mostly he doesn't have a five. This is a great card for us if Bill has a 10. Incredible card. If Bill has a draw... Also a pretty good card, right? Like It, it helps us a little bit, but it, when he has a 10 especially, now it's like he has to hit a 10 to win. Oh, yeah, that's right. He can't make yeah. his, uh, his kicker. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. Um, true also if he had a 4, right? Yeah. Um, we can still get called probably by worse hands than Kings. We can call, but uh, any 10 would, would call, I imagine. I think so. Yeah. Um, hearts, maybe, hearts will continue to call. Maybe even some pocket pairs. If Bill has like two sevens, might call again. Yeah, we're going to fold out hands like 6-8. Yeah, that's which fine, is, though. Which is fine. That's fine. Unless like, Bill takes a shot on all rivers that he whiffs on, then we might want to keep those around. Um, true. True. Um, 
Bill might be raising some of his draws some of the time on the flop. I think he probably is. We open the cutoff, right? Not yeah. all the time, but some of the time. So he has more made hands than not. I think we're supposed to bet, try and get value out of a 10 here. Are there any cards we're supposed to check besides an ace then? Yes. Hearts? I mean, I think hearts. the hearts, certain yeah. hearts are really, like the eight of hearts is horrible. Yeah. Right. Um, the three of hearts is horrible. But you mostly are betting kings on almost every card. We have the king of hearts in our hand, which is cool. I think we're mostly just checking back hearts, though. Pretty yeah. much. I, mean, I think any heart we're probably checking yeah, back. Maybe so. Yeah. You'd, you'd hate to do a thing where we bet, get raised, have to call. Even if a heart comes, we might be losing, right? Yeah. Like, so that, that's an easier check back. I think an, an offsuit eight and an offsuit three, we'd have to at least consider checking. Why are you laughing? You think I'm just thinking back thing? to the thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking back to the thing. <laughs> really a great moment yeah. in Poker Guys history. I just can't believe it. All right, anyway. I can't believe it either. <laughs> I can't believe it either. <laughs> do you really want to unpack that? I mean, yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, anyway, keep okay, okay. analyzing the hand. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, so the straight, the straight cards coming in aren't fabulous either for us, and we might sometimes check those back as well. I think if the 10 pairs, we might want to check that. Oh, yeah, big time. But, like, the five and the four, yes, he's got that sometimes. We can decide. If we get check raised, we can decide to fold, right? But, like, I think, we, I think we're supposed to continue here. Okay, and Brian does, and he continues his pretty big sizing. If it's 4K into 5,700, which I, I think I like because yeah. he's going to get called by a 10. Yep. Might as well charge the maximum to that, and we charge the draws a lot, so mm-hmm. that's good, too. Yeah, as long as we just need to have a plan as Brian of what we're going to do if we get check raised. Now, something we discussed when we did our Matt Berkey, Nick Schulman hand a week and a half ago or whatever mm-hmm. was not being tethered to the pot size when betting. Yeah. Is this a spot where Brian should consider oh. betting bigger? Are like, we going to get the same positive effects as the 4K slightly large bet if we bet 7,500 into 5,700? Like, are we still getting a call by a 10? We're obviously still going to be charging the draws, but the question is, are we still getting called by a 10? Tens are at least going to start to consider to fold, I think. Okay, uh, if, if, if we we're folding out any more tens than we were with 4K, then I don't like it. I'm concerned that we actually might fold out some tens. Because okay. Bill called in the big blind. He's got bad tens. He doesn't have all the good tens. Right? He has some good tens, though. Of course. Yeah. But he's got a lot of bad tens, too. He has yeah. more bad tens than good tens. And he may be like, oh, this is like, you're already polarizing yourself, and you may put in a huge bet on the river, and I, do I really want to call? Yeah. Now, maybe Bill Klein calls with all his sense because he's rich as fuck and doesn't care. But I think he's trying to play really, really well. I think, I think so, too. He's been, a, he's been successful at poker um, in a way almost none of the other guys have been, right? The other rich dudes have mm-hmm. been. And I think... So, so I would be concerned that, yeah, we si- sizing it up too much here may actually be a problem. Yeah. Like, we may actually be over-repping our hand a bit if we make it 8,000 here with two kings. So we want to size it up against Talal Shakurchi, but not Bill Klein. Yeah, I think if we have, like, pocket fours here or five four suited, sizing up makes more sense, at least. Um, but Kings feels like mm, just wanted to good. just wanted to explore. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he makes makes a four k. Okay. So this should be the end of the hand now. Feels like we're it's time to fold. I mean, we have we didn't pick up any back doors. Sure, we're still ahead of some of Brian's stuff. Absolutely. But most of the time, if he bets again, he's going to have some equity. He's not just going to do a random two barrel with king queen of spades that often. Well, that's having some equity is different though than us being behind. Those are really I different statements. I definitely agree, but I'm I'm trying to paint a picture of how we're doing against the range, which right. is not ideal. If if he's not just randomly firing off with eight nine of spades here, which I don't think he is, then we're up against stuff that has outs against us if we're ahead. Like re- oh yeah, like not not just hitting a pair of outs, but like reasonable right, outs. Right, right. That's know? probably true. 
Um, the question is, would Brian bet things like two eights on the turn for 4K? I think that's the interesting question. I think not. If he isn't, now there aren't that many hands he can really bet for value. Then if he's not betting, and I don't think he should necessarily is betting eights either, because it feels like a ten is calling. And I think you can. Folding out I think you can bet jack ten plus for made hand value, mm-hmm. um, and then he'll be betting hearts and straight draws beyond that. Yeah. Um, so th- your point, of course, is yeah, equity wise, we're not doing great problems here. Yeah. Because then, because like the bluffs are just the hearts and the straight draws. Maybe some a few random hands in there, but. I don't expect him to be betting all of his complete whiffs, or and else he's just spewing money. Also, if we um, if we we have the ace of clubs and the king of spades in our hands, so two of our six quote outs unquote, if we are losing our hearts, our hearts, yeah. and we're not going to like that either, right? Like that's not going to be an easy pot for us. I think to we should just fold. Me too. But Bill is rich and he calls. Yeah, he's like, you know, if I was winning on the flop, I'm still winning, buddy. Which is true. It is true, but you know that's not how you're supposed to think necessarily. When playing poker. But so far, Bill's very wrong. At least he's got that going. He's up against two kings. It's not going yes, well. It is, yeah, he is way behind. It's yeah. true. Uh, so he makes the call. I is mean, it it's, be- Is it better for Bill just to check raise this if he's going to continue that yes, call? Yes, 100%. Because the five is, yeah. is, is him so much more. Than there, and five. there are times when you check raise and get called, which is obviously not your preferred outcome, where you can still win by hitting an ace or king. Yep. So like, it's, I think that's better. We're kind of checking all rivers, though. Like, whether we hit an ace or king or not, I think if we check raise and get called, we're probably checking all rivers, right? Maybe. Depends on the river. I guess it depends. You're right. I guess we could hit an ace. We could hit a non-hard ace and decide to bet trying to get called by the, the nut flush draw. Yeah. That makes sense. That'd be about it. Anyway, Bill calls. Okay. 13,700 in the pot. The river is the five of spades. That's the third five on the board. It's now 10, five, four, five, five. Missed hearts. Yeah. Uh, hearts, of course, not a factor when there's three fives on the board. So this should be a good card in Brian's mind now. Bill, oh, absolutely. Bill obviously has fewer fives. Yeah. So that's good news. Um, that's the only real thing it does for Brian. I mean, it gives him a full house, but... Well, no, what it does is it means when Bill has a 10, he's almost always calling a river back. That's true, too. So we can size up a bit more on the river now. Yeah, that's true, too. We're not going to get the opportunity... Because Bill's going to lead right into Brian for pot, 13K into 13.7. This is such a weird decision and seems to go against what we were doing on the turn. Like, what? (laughs) You know, like, if we check called the turn, we have to believe it's because we think we're ahead a lot. Yeah. So we would still be ahead if we were ahead a lot, right? So why why are we leading? What's going to call us that's worse than what we have? So maybe Bill's not as good as you were just saying? Well, I'm wondering what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um, this is a big bet too, so it isn't like it isn't like Bill bets like three thousand. He's trying to induce a raise. He bets thirteen thousand into thirteen seven. Yeah, like if Brian has Jack ten, he's calling. He's just gonna call. Yeah, if Brian has two eights. I don't know what he's gonna do. But probably we, not uh, betting eights in the turn but, anyway. But also, and the, and also we check called thinking Brian had two eights. Why would we do that on the turn anyway? Yeah, right. Like either raise or fold. Like. We're suddenly, we now suddenly put him on two eights when a five comes and nothing else has happened. That doesn't make any sense. It's very odd because it's as if Bill, I think maybe it's that Bill had the plan all along that like once the river comes around, he's going to take an aggressive action whether he gets there or not. Right. And he didn't really consider the board texture what it means. Maybe you're right. Like he's going to wrap whatever it is that you're supposed to wrap on the river. Maybe, and, maybe when the five paired on the turn, he's like, I'm going to take, I'm going to find a way to win this hand because the five is better for me. So I'm yeah. going to figure out a way to do that. And then he decides to check call the turn and he's like, I'm going to take a weird line. Do it. I'm just going to do it in a weird way. Yeah. 
So he's repping quads or tens full. But his hand is a little too good to do that with if he thought it was good enough to check call the yeah, turn. Yeah, I that, agree. Maybe in his mind, he's just floating the turn out of position, and ace, the ace-king is sort of irrelevant. He blocks aces and kings. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, he's repping quads or tens full, right? Yes. Um, no, a five solo tens. He, he's, I think he's repping also just a, a Just a ten. ten? I think so. Okay. I, I absolutely do think so. Where he's like worried somehow it's going to go check, check. What a terrible play with a lone 10. Because you're, it's like you're trying to get called by two eights or something. I guess what you're saying is I miss my flush, so call me with your whatever. Yeah, I've but got, you're, I've I feel like you're forgetting hole. the turn. Maybe Bill's forgetting the turn, too. But yeah, like, no, I mean, this, the, whatever Bill's doing here makes no sense in conjunction with the Like, turn. Brian is, I, I don't think Brian is betting the turn with two eights or nines or sevens or sixes. Well, yeah. if that's absolutely true, then this bet is awful. Yeah. Right? Because we should be just checking and maybe check calling. If we think we were ahead, we're still ahead. Right. And I think it's a really bad bet with a 10 in, in particular. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think all it's, the same reason. I think it's probably a, a bad bet with Ace King also. Yep. For I, I would I would actually like this bet a lot more if he bet three thousand. Me too. Because now A, we can get to the river really cheaply, or we can get to showdown cheaply. B, if we get raised, we could we could induce a raise and do something interesting there if we wanted to. Yep. Where we have a range advantage, we think. All right. So Brian should just call, right? Does that feel right to you? This is the question. There are, okay, I understand we're playing a 100, 200, 400 game. But let's think about what it's like when you play the cash games you play in, right? sure. which are smaller than that. By a little. Some of the guys who lead here kind of always have a 10. Okay, but we have to give Bill Klein some credit. Well, just hold on. Let's just before we get to giving Bill Klein some credit, by the way, after making a play that we think makes no sense at all. I know. It's like zero sense in I any agree. way. I agree. Um, so let's not give him too much credit yet. Um, if those guys lead and you have two kings, should you consider raising? They lead for pot. Yes. I think the answer is usually no. I lean towards that as well. I'm like, they could just have a five, and I worry about getting called when I raise, right? Yeah. The thing is, if they're the kind of guy who's going to lead a 10 out of nowhere, they're often going to call the race. I mean, I think, I think against the bottom quarter of the player pool, a raise is probably mandatory with kings because mm-hmm. they will never fold the full house in their life. Right, exactly. Um, Book line is not that. Whatever he is, he's not the bottom quarter of the 5-5 five, five player pool that he we play against. Certainly not. Yeah. So I don't think that that's a reasonable analogy. Okay. In this case. Well, Brian must think it's at least a little bit reasonable. Yeah, Brian. Brian raises to 50,000. It just feels like a mistake. Brian is clearly trying to get called by a 10. Yes, that is 100% what he's doing. So that's the big question about this raise being good or not, is does he get called by a 10? Right. Which that's includes, does Bill Klein play a 10 like this? Right. I think these are really good questions, and um, I find it really odd that Bill bet. I think it's hard to get called here. I think it looks cool, and I think against. I think actually, you probably do better against like tricky players, you know, guys, you know, like um, better players almost who might lead the river because they're afraid it's going to go check, check. And I mean, come on. I'm just. Really, a, I'm, really, just I'm really reaching here. Which I'm trying, better, I'm trying to come up with something to defend this play. I'm really working. Like you're talking about better players, like they're going to play a ten this way. Yeah, you're right. No, they're going to go check, call, check, call, check. Yeah. For sure they are. Or maybe if they lead, they're going to lead super tiny. Yeah, they're not going to bet pot. And they're going to lead super tiny to call the raise that you're going to make because they're like, I induced this. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, Because I don't want you just to check it back. I'm going to put a little chum in the water and give you a chance to lose your mind. Right. Fair enough. That's what they're going to do. You're right, of course. Um, it's It's hard for me to... 
I think the raise is probably better than Bill's lead for yes. 13K. I agree. Um, but it does seem like we might be in game theory disaster mode here. Now, I think what's going on here, my best guess, is that kind of a central, a central tenet of trying to maximize all edges in tournaments, but especially in cash games, yeah. is finding thin value where yes. you can. And, and that includes, you know, it's kind of like comedy, right? Like you try to push it to the edge of too offensive and not go over the line. That's what you're doing with thin value, basically. And I think Brian maybe stepped on the wrong side of the line with thin value here. Well, if we're Brian, right, we have to think about what raises do we have? We have, we have, obviously, quads is the easy raise. Yeah, tens full. Tens full is at least something to consider. Yeah. Although, if we have tens full, what are we supposed to get called? Yeah, for? you're right. There's only one ten left. And it, so there's one ten and there's one five out there. And I don't know if anything else is even going to consider calling us. So we're 50 50. That sounds like a, and the 10 may find a fold. Yeah. So actually, I, I don't even know if tens full should be a raise. Maybe not. Wow. Well, if tens full isn't a raise, then how could king king be? Well, oh, because king king unblocks yeah. the ten. Yeah, that's why kings so, is probably a better hand to raise than tens so full. So th- if that's true, then aces is the best hand. But aces and kings play the same. Yeah, hand, almost entirely. I just think you can't raise here unless you yeah. have quads. This is the question. Um, if Bill bets smaller, I think we could raise. Bill betting pot makes me feel like we should. I mean, I, my inclination would always be to call here. Um, I do wonder though if there are times where I leave value on the table. In these kinds of spots. right, which is what leads Brian to raise here. Yes, of course, is making trying to make sure he doesn't leave value on the table in case Bill does play a ten like this. Even though, if you give Bill any credit for logical thought, you probably don't play a ten like this. It seems. I mean, sometimes sometimes people play tens like this, and I don't know if Bill again. Bill made some weird decisions in this hand. You're right. That don't seem logical. So I don't know for sure if Bill never plays a 10 like this. I understand you're giving him credit, and that's fair. He's done a lot of things. But he also called the turn and then led the river for pot with this hand. So I don't know for sure that he's not leading a 10. But he has to also call the race. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a parlay. He might. He might be like, I'm rich. I can call. Maybe. Fuck it. Um, but again, betting pot is really different than betting tiny. Betting pot is like a more polarizing kind of a bet, right? It's a strong bet. Yeah, I think... Sometimes you have to let your opponent's actions dictate how the hand is going to go, and, and this is the case for Brian here, where yeah. he, he should just be happy that when he's ahead, he got a full pot on the river. Exactly. That, that's the way I think, too. It isn't like we're missing value. We were going to bet about pot anyway. Yeah. Right? Maybe this is more than we were going to bet. Yeah. Um, I would just call really quickly and hope I was good. I'd that's, be like, do you yeah. got the five? That, that would be my inclination. But I want to. I will say that I feel like I don't explore this line enough. Yeah, I, I respect Brian's ambition to try yeah. to find thin value. It just feels like it's not the right time to me. I think you're probably right. Uh, anyway, he does raise to 50K. And Bill Klein is going to go ahead and three bet all in for 127K effective. So ooh, what the hell just happened? I mean, this is pretty outrageous, right? He is now repping only a five. Yes, 100% is just a five. That's all it can be. The thing that's interesting is this. Brian opened from the cutoff. I, that's where I was going with this, yeah. He can have fives. He can absolutely have a five. He didn't open under the gun or plus one where he has a few fives. He has more fives now, right? He, ab- he absolutely could have a five. And why would he? I mean, like, maybe if you're Bill, you think he wouldn't have bet a five on the flop. But that's I kind of th- think. I think he would have. I think he would have, too. So that's interesting. Right? I think this is a really bad play by Bill. Yeah. I think Brian can easily have a five. I think the fact that we question Brian's raise so much and say, like, of course he's raising a five, but should he really raise yes. anything else for value? Yes. Then you have to find bluffs that Brian has. 
that like, I guess maybe Bill knows that Brian can raise Kings. I don't know. And then this puts him in the blender, but I mean, it's, it's pretty good because if you're Bill, yeah, the bluffs, you beat the bluffs and you lose to the fives and then we can call. We don't ever have to raise here, right? The raise is the, is the big mistake. Because that's a true game theory disaster spot if we raise, right? But maybe Bill knows something about Brian because we find ourselves in a spot where this actually puts Brian yes. in a really tough spot with a hand that's better than Bill's. So maybe, is it possible, Bill's been playing with this guy now for a number of hours and he's seen a time or two where Brian's actually made this like thin river raise It play. is definitely possible. And so Bill is actually, a lot of this hand is about trying to exploit that as, as the board cooperates, of course. Like, yeah. He sees like, maybe he's going to fold a lot of turns and then the five pairs is like, Oh, there may be an opportunity here. You know, if it go, yeah. if he like if it goes check check, it'll just check down and I win a lot. That's fine, um, but there may be an opportunity here also. And then the then the five comes on the room. He's like, oh, there is an opportunity here. This is like the best card in the deck for me, essentially. That isn't an ace or a king, and maybe even better than that. Um, and then, I mean, it's weird to think that way. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the best. It's card giving a lot of credit, but but you need you need to then lead. Have Ryan raise without a five. Have you be able to go all in and have Ryan fold? That is a huge parlay of things to come in. Now they did. Yeah. Because Brian folds. Because Brian folds. How can you call? You, I don't see how you can call for another $77,000. You can't. You can't. You're always beat, except right now. Except right now when, when Bill has. Not at all Bill has just like a take it to the streets gangster bluff. Yep. Bill, by the way, shows the bluff. Yes. And it, it hurts Brian's soul. You can see of it. Of course it hurts you his can see soul. It. This is the pain of thin value. This is what can happen. This reminds me of the hand we did many, many moons ago. Fabian Quas against Dan Shack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three-handed and a high roller. And uh, they, uh, Fabian Quas ends up making two pair, I think on the turn, like 7-4. It's like top two or I don't even think it's top, top and two. middle, maybe. Some, whatever. Um, and Shaq has just got a, uh, a one-pair hand. And it a pair goes, and a gut shot or something? Yeah, something like that. And, it, and Quas is betting it all the way. Quas turns two pair, continues to bet. The river comes. Dan, I think, just leads now on yeah. the river. And Quas raises for thin value. Yep. And, and Shaq shoves and Quas folds. Yeah. And it's like, whoopsie. Yeah. You know, and the, the rich guys do sometimes have this move in them where, like, I think a lot of the other players just don't. Because well, well, Dan Shaq was like, this doesn't, I'm spoofing the gold market. This is fine. I can. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently. Fucking Bill Klein makes $20 million an hour. That's a lot. Good, yeah. good for him. So, you know, what does he care? Maybe he's spoofing a market. But, but like, there is something to that, right? Where Bill, Bill in this case, and Shaq in that case, can be like, well, I'm just going to move in for, you know, another $114,000. Because if he calls, it doesn't actually matter. It's just, it's a funny story. Like, it's not as big a deal. Yeah, you know? I don't think that's what's going on necessarily. Maybe a little bit. No, no, I'm, but I'm saying it makes it a tiny bit easier to pull the trigger. And you don't see many people pulling the trigger... Besides that, these guys. Like, that is I've true. Seen, I've seen Limitless do it once. Yeah. Um, but even the really, really good players almost never take this line as a bluff. Almost never three bet the river all in. I mean, I, not to say, I, I, look, I've three bet the river and no limit in a big spot in my life as a bluff. Sure. But this is like for a lot more money. And it's, the situation is not ideal. Right. So yes, I think this right. is, this is going to be my ultimate thought on this hand here, which is that I don't think this was a good play by Bill. I don't think any of the things that he did from the turn on were good. Yeah. I don't like any of them. If we're going to give him some credit, I think it is maybe that he has seen Brian go for thin value and he was looking for a place to, to run over Brian when Brian goes for thin value and he found it and it worked perfectly. 
but I'm really just concerned that Brian opening in the cutoff means he has enough fives in his range that this is just lighting money on fire. Yeah, it could be that. Do you, really have, do you have any alternative thoughts to that? Um, the only alternative thought I have is Bill actually, in this session or in playing with Brian in the past, has led the river in this kind of a spot with a 10, mm-hmm. or this type of a hand. Knows Brian has seen that. Knows Brian is probably going to be raising with a much wider range than, you know, with anything that beats a 10 there, and thus now has a lot of hands he can fold out and win this pot with. Yeah. That's giving Bill a tremendous amount of credit. Probably too much. Probably. This, I think this ends up being an overambitious thin value play for Brian that really doesn't work out. Yeah. And a luck a lucky play that works out for Bill that's probably not good overall. I think you are probably right on all fronts. Okay. Okay. Cool. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.